Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! I'm going to open it out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Yeah! This podcast is brought to you by the West Cork Beard Company, a company down in West Cork that does beard products like soap. Well, the soap is not yet. <laughs> Con, I've, I've decided I'm not going to interrupt you in the in the intro. And by the way, that was a brilliant intro. Oh, thank yeah. you so I'm much. just going to let you do your thing. Great. And, and no nonsense, whoa, no whoa, rubbish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, alright, okay. Oh, here we go. Like, like <laughs> he's having a pop already. Like, I tried to start clean, and then he just took it straight this down. Is, this is the pushback I get. Give the man a chance. I have to do 10 seconds for the West Cork Beer Company. I think I did about 7. So uh, I was talking about the post, uh, the soap about, about to come out. And um, yeah, I think that's 3 seconds there, Dan, now. So yeah, keep an eye you out. You get soap. soap in the post, is it? Is that? Will you, if you order it from them, they will send you soap in the post when it's ready. It's not ready. Is it too early or too late to plug my Patreon? Too late. It's too late. I'd say yeah, both. I would say both. Yeah. I would say both. It's too late. At the Go top or not at all. I'm sorry, it in, both. It in. Well, it just if anyone's on Patreon. No, it's actually too late. Yeah, it's well, you know what? Just forget the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I'm walking out. It's like Saipan. Uh-huh. Uh, can I set up Saibu? a? I set up a page called Matreon. Because okay. I just think that the patriarchy is destroying us. So. Oh, I thought you just wanted to be patronized by matrons. Which is kind of Ooh, <laughs> I would like I would like matrons. Kenneth Williams to give me my monthly salary. <laughs> I if possible. never saw an opportunity for carry on gag that early. Never uh, saw it. <laughs> Kenneth Williams. Carry on, Con. Kind of like Al nice. Porter was as close as I, as I ever saw to anyone who could do a proper mm. Kenneth Willi- Williams. He was in that style. Very good. He was yeah. the successor to Williams. He was. Very good. Uh, where is he now? Um... Last week's podcast, I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in to last week's podcast. And and if you enjoy today's podcast, these two buckos who I'm going to be introducing in a second have been on several of them in the past, so go back and check them out. So I'm going to welcome my guests to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, we've got the extremely tall, handsome, and devilishly debonair Dominic McHale. He's actually only six foot. Uh, Six foot two. Are you six, six two? foot two? Yeah. Uh, did we have this I conversation? I, I haven't seen the two. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Uh, you haven't seen the two. Have you seen me bang my head off that <laughs> lampshade? Yeah, I've adjusted that exactly six foot. Oh, you've adjusted. it. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> have you met my ladder? But think about this, Tig. Right, you're you're constantly going. Oh, you're not that much taller than me. You're not that much taller than me. The taller I am, the taller that makes you. Think about that. I think he's about six so four. if I'm only six foot, that six makes four. you about five eight. I think he's about six four. Th- thank you. So he's six foot. Th- so you, you think you're six two? I don't think, think I'm six two. I measured myself years ago, and unless I've shrunk, so I'm not getting defensive. Like yeah, I mean, I just say very defensive. He's like very defensive. Well, no, I'm defensive about accusations. Well, you oh, you think oh. you're six two, or you, so you think you're six two? I don't two. know if so I said that. So no, Con said it. It's All like, right. oh, no. you think you've blue eyes, or you think, etc. No, you have lovely blue well, eyes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now I could think I have piercing uh, blue get eyes. Get a room. Uh, get a room, boys. Guys, we're digressing. Okay, we never. And, and I'll bring on the, the next guy now, guys. He's <laughs> a middle class, on. working class hero. He's kind of. Middle he's class. he's he's doing. Or sorry, he's a working class. Well, kind of middle class now because his well, Patreon no, he's has taken him into a new level. He's the middle he class's working man. <laughs> <laughs> he's the working class's <laughs> middle class <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. He might tell you about his Patreon, Mr. Tiger. About five ten in flats. Woo! Oh. Yeah. Right. What do you mean by that? Just in terms of the. <laughs> 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 I thought we were continuing a height discussion. So I thought you were talking about apartments. I've obviously <laughs> made no, 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 not tenant <laughs> like flats. No, I've, got, I've got five flats. tenant no, flats. No, 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 That's no, exactly yeah. what I thought you. I pretend. You're I pretend. F- you're five ten in flats. Five ten in flats, or if you prefer, I'm at www.patreon.com/forward/slash/tikikitiadhg. Mm. And I would highly well. recommend anyone who's listening to that oh. to check out that Patreon because um, he's given some great stuff away. And if you check out the lads on social media as well, Dominic underscore Mikhail on Twitter and Ty Kiki on Twitter, two great pages, two great guys, and they're here today. And we've got to, f- you know, before we get on, I just want to, <laughs> I actually want to throw a few things out like I did Quiet. the last time. I thought Quiet. it was good. And um, I would Ty Biden, he's kind of attacking England there at the moment. Have you been, have you been mm. listening to that? What's the, what's the 
What's the skinny from uh, Shinner's point of view? Um, what's the shinny? Could what's you? the shinny? Oh, oh thank you. Yes. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> oh, it's lovely, a, it's he a, says. Oh, lovely. It's a very unusual move, all right? I'm kind of surprised that, mm. they, that they went balls out, all right? But... Um, I'd say Biden will probably look after his own, right? Like, you know, and his, his, I think his great, 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 granddad was Irish. I think he was from Mayo, in fact. Mayo, yeah. No, no, no. That far back? No. No, no, no. Well, hang on. If, if, like, if his great, 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 yes, well, if his great grandfather's from Ireland, the chances are his great, 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 great grandfather's from Ireland as well. Doesn't matter how far you go back, mate. We can go back to the caves. They could have been Normans at that stage, or Vikings, I suppose. There was no Mayo. There was no Mayo then. Yeah. When? When? How far back? Well, when was Mayo founded? 1842. So you're caught by the short and curlies now, mate. <laughs> no. No, but it's a good development, all right? The more pressure on the Brits, like, the better. But I, what I thought was quite comical... Why am I talking so quickly? I don't know. What I thought was quite comical was that there's this kind of feeling of, like, well, we need to step in now because, like, England or Britain's reputation as an honest broker on the on the international stage is under serious threat here. Yeah. And I think anybody who's ever had any dealings with Britain historically would just laugh mm. at that idea, like, you know? Yeah, I, c- I can believe Perfidious it. Perfidious Albion into Google. I, I, I will. I'll type it in there now in a minute. Um, <laughs> the I think honest, <laughs> honest broker is going to be the phrase du jour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a nun over in uh, in America, right? And um, she an honest broker. Well, she was a dishonest broker because she stole eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars over thirty years to finance her gambling habit. Did she win? Catholic nuns. So, sorry, excuse me. Are you doing a news? You're doing kind of a news bit. Is this, is the, this is brilliant. This is the Twitter. What I do is I have a look on Twitter, see what's trending, and I pick out one or two bits, oh, and like then get this. the skinny. Then nice. You know, before we kind of sashay you effortlessly into. You ambush us with these. Yeah, that's but good. Because you know what we're going to be talking about. So this kind of. You know, right, really right. showcases well, your con, talent. Con, let me Speaking ambush you with something. Oh, uh, the take off your mask trend. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I notice you've no mask on, Con. I have no mask on. No, I got the old vaccination there a couple of no, days ago. No, he's wearing eye patches. Sure. Which um, just the Pfizer's into the right hand. <laughs> Not boasting or anything like going back in another four weeks to get another jab, but whatever. Uh, face masks. I just off the top of my head, I actually think, you know, just leave them on for the time being. <laughs> indoors with with a lot of people around, but this is a rule for other people because <laughs> you're not wearing one. And who? Yeah. Sorry, who are you talking but I, to? But I'd also be a, I'd also be a proponent of do as I say, not as I do. You know that kind of way. Because I'm picturing like a, a load of trick or treaters, and you're kind of like guys, keep the masks on, yeah, corralling them into like party zoners and like just leave them, just leave them on. Time being, lads, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be kind of a do as I do as I say, not as I do kind of a character anyway so but like leave them on you know in general you're kind um, of anti-vax don't aren't you oh god no, no? I'm, I'm very pro-vax wow but i don't think the evidence <laughs> is in to support that masks make any difference whatsoever really yeah well if Ladies that's the case see i didn't know that now right that so like i'm like yeah grand leave the masks off so do you know what i mean is there no Do you see really you, you <laughs> like if you don't Dom, like you my don't principles like it's bananas. okay I've got others you I know? think he, he's now changed to take them off for the time being get those <laughs> bastards off <laughs> look I'm just I'm I'm adamant when I see something on TikTok or if I hear something from you that's it that's the way I'm gonna go so <laughs> I don't eat bananas and I'm not wearing masks anymore and that's the end of it well I'm I'm gonna choose my words very carefully here okay. because <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Um, You're basically telling everyone to take off their masks. No, I'm not. I'm saying that there is not sufficient evidence to support the idea that masks, particularly surgical masks or cloth masks, make any difference in the prevention of the transmission and of respiratory disease. It's a slippery slope. Do you play bass? To what? Jim Cole. Oh, here we go. Did he play the bass? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Dom, you don't have any sisters. I do. I have one. Oh, do you? All yeah. Right, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. Just Be kind nice. of... Be nice. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we start again, God? So no, I'm, I was actually in a band with my siblings as well. No way. Not. Yeah. And did you play the bass in it? No, I didn't really play anything. I sang. You didn't have a tune called Runaway by any chance, did you? Correct. What? It was a runaway success. Hey. hey. Um, lads, in 2001, our qualifying group for the World Cup contained Portugal, Ireland, ourselves, the Netherlands, Estonia, Cyprus, and Andorra. I remember it well. All right. Um, who was the Ireland's top... Sc- uh, before we get into this conversation, who was Ireland's top scorer in that group? Are you in quizzing us now? In the qualifiers, yeah. No, I'll just name question. out a few of the forwards that were there. Damien Duff, Robbie Keane, Clinton Morrison, Niall Quinn, Roy Keane, 
Finn and Robbie Keane there. Robbie Keane was playing. Surely yeah. Robbie Keane, no? That would be the smart money. But I'm. Uh, well, hang on a second. Because you're actually asking us this question, it wouldn't be an interesting trivia question if the answer was Robbie Keane. So I'm going to go with not Robbie Keane. Okay, who are you going to say? Con likes the kind of double bluff. I think so. And the fact that he's listing out the forwards would suggest that it might be a midfielder. All right. So we've got. Uh, okay, I'm go with Matt Given. Matty Holland. No, Roy no, no, they're not, far, not that far back. Okay. Uh, it could be. It Roy could be Keane. actually a defender. Okay. Because of the fact that there was a, a proclivity for the Irish to score, as they do nowadays, using free kicks and set yeah, pieces. Yeah, but what defender have you in mind? <coughs> Don. Gary Breen. Was oh, Don. All right, no. okay. Now, this is, this is top scorer now that I'm talking. Like, we I named out how many teams we were Dunn. Richard Dunn. Are you gonna, is that your final answer? No. Dunn and Dustin? Uh, Jason McAteer. Ooh. All right, good one. Uh, my head is wrecked now, so I'm going to go with Clinton Morrison. You've, Cl you've spooked me. <laughs> Clinton Morrison. Roy Keane. I know, but I did say Roy Keane, <laughs> though. Did, yeah, no, so I I'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roy Keane with four goals. Robbie Keane only got one goal. Was in Iceland in that No, Iceland <laughs> wasn't in that group. And what about Richard Dunn and Jason McIntyre? I didn't. Combined. I didn't write down their stats. Roy Keane scored against Portugal anyway, I know that. He scored against Portugal. He got the winner against Portugal. He got a goal against, I think he got two goals against Cyprus. Cyprus, yeah. And um, he scored, did he score against Estonia as well? I think he might have scored. Perhaps. Because um, I can't remember him scoring against Portugal or the Netherlands. He scored against Portugal Did at home. Portugal. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can't remember that. Um, Header. So I want to start this this particular conversation, lads. Which Luis Figo's Portugal. Luis Figo's Portugal. Sorry, guys. I just. I believe it's Portugal. My manner is Portugal. Uh, Portugal. My manners are regressing, which is scary. Oh, are they? Well, I I, I find. I you see you've joined mannerly. me. <laughs> quite mannerly, to be honest about oh, us. Thanks, Corn. Thanks, Corn. Can you drive on? So I want to start with that. So we're, I want we're this com this conversation is going to be about Saipan, about <gasps> Roy Keane versus Mick McCarthy. You never told me that now, didn't I? Saipan, I that. yeah, about the island, the military base. I'm actually not. It's a, mil a military base owned by the United States now. I don't know if you know that, um, but yeah. So we're just going to talk about its history. You know, like the economic development that the United States have done there. Saipanese culture. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's this, if there's much of a culture there. Oh, don't you? When I'm about well, to prepared to be educated, my friend. You were researching all day, you said. I know, yeah, but I fucking didn't look into that side of things. I'm kind of going mad. I was like kind of bogged down with their population, forty-five thousand three hundred. Well, Don will surely jump in with a few claims. Come on, John. John. Oh no, I don't. I don't make claims. You know, such as <laughs> I am six foot two, and there is uh, very limited evidence that Lee masks Brady are be effective. pulled off after two minutes. Yeah, was never saw him play. Ty Kiki Patreon. I said I saw a video clip of him and in which he looked immense. <laughs> in I think your word was epic. <laughs> September 1st, 2001, Lansdowne Road, Ireland are playing the Netherlands. It's shit or bust. It's the b most epic game of that qualifying group. I think everybody really knows. Well, it's shit or get off the bust. What are your memories of that? I'll tell you what my memories are. <laughs> I was in a bar in Prague. Would you believe it? So I was no on memory. my leaving cert uh, holiday. First time I was ever outside of Ireland, and I just wanted to say that. Mm. Yeah, and it was a beautiful day. Yeah, England beat Germany five 0 the same night. Oh, I in remember Germany. that. England beat Germany. Hmm? Michael Owen scored a few goals. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 I remember that one. Um, you want me to tell you my memories of it? Well, just like what, like not specifically your memory of that game, but the memory of that time about that Irish team. Where you know, where were you in your life at that time? What was going on? Well, and how did it influence you? I was getting ready to go to college, mm -hmm. and then at the end of that college year, I was going to Edinburgh to do a play, and um, the Ireland rugby, uh, Ireland rugby, come on, <laughs> the Ireland. He's got he's got Leinster rugby <laughs> on the brain. <laughs> Leinster mate, yeah. The Ireland soccer team's World Cup campaign was going to coincide with the Edinburgh experience, and I was so obsessed with Ireland at the time. I was like, it, it, in a way, it would have been easier not to go to Edinburgh. Mm. So I was like. It's going to wreck my head now if I miss any of the matches or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, I was totally obsessed. I feel like that team was, like, patchy compared to the 90 and 94 team. But the strong patches were so strong, they could have just maybe gotten over the line and done the best ever. Mm. So, and then that particular performance from Roy Keane, obviously I loved him anyway. I wasn't a United fan, but, like, I was just as a as a an international star from Cork from the same area that my dad was from I was just absolutely obsessed with him but in that match like where you really need a leader to stand up and go can we just go the extra mile and beat a world superpower in, in soccer like and I feel like he had him beat from the moment that he, he got out onto the pitch mm. what about you Dan what's Don, your memory Don of that like time him, I don't think. 
Well, I was I would have been fourteen in two thousand and one. Um, I remember having a broken hand. I remember having bleached hair, and I remember having a French jersey with Zidane ten on the back. Yeah. So in terms of connection to the Irish national team, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we're you talking identified about. Identified as a French person back now, then. Now, <laughs> I, I have to say, I don't remember whether it was bleached hair or whether it was just sun in. Did you ever use sun in? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, no other hair lightening products are available, but What's it was sun in. Sun in was just this product that, for some reason, was very popular amongst uh, the people I hung around with. Maybe, maybe it was the Rockies. <laughs> But you would just spray <laughs> sunning into your hair and then go out in the sun and it would naturally lighten your hair. <laughs> what the? What the heck? <laughs> All right. That never made it to my neck of the woods. No, it I did not. Are you serious? Were yeah. you obsessed with that Irish team? Did you have any, like, were, like were they in your zeitgeist? Were you, did you follow them? Or was it just kind of, I know you're a United fan, so you would obviously be a keen fan if you were a United fan at that time anyway. Correct. So, like, what was, what was your association like, what was your feeling towards that team that time? Well, it, it really kind of... I mean, the qualifiers... I remember the, the Dutch game, for instance, and I remember where I was watching it. I believe it was in the Black Rock Inn, which is where we ended up watching all of the 2002 World Cup fixtures. And there was a great atmosphere down mm. there, actually. Everybody, they're down there with their flags, etc., and their jerseys. But uh, at that time, I think I was undergoing a slight... Uh, transformation as to what my favorite sport was because american football was really starting to come into the the, the rear view mirror mm. and uh so my my passion for soccer was decreasing slightly at that point okay i know that's not relevant is to this podcast is he the right guy to have on this podcast Wait, I'll, I'll come into I've my own made a massive mistake yeah. i'll come into my own you'll come into your own in 2002 okay All so, right. I, so didn't rea- 2001. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize we were starting in 2001 <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, that's fair enough. Okay, um, so you're kind of more into American football, a foreign sport. Okay. I suppose well, soccer is a foreign, foreign yeah. sport yeah. as well. Okay. So Chinese. Chinese um, sport. The f- the, that game. Read a book, mate. That particular game in Lansdowne Road. It's Mexican. <laughs> Jason McAtee is Chinese or Mexican? Come on, mate. I was looking at Aztec. the Dutch team. Come on, yeah. I was looking at the Dutch team. On, Can on. you? <laughs> they actually had some savage players. Oh, they were a great side. They had savage players. Shirkeen Sh- buckled over Mars straight away. That was, <laughs> that was the first thing he did. Well, like. what I what I adore is the fact that it was like nowadays that tackle would be borderline red. red it might yeah, be yeah. red or or a very severe yellow. Mm. Back then it was like well it, it happened in the first few minutes of the game. Off you go. I yeah. Play he on. Books. He and didn't. He didn't. He didn't get booked. Mm. He didn't get booked. And that's and this is bringing back to another practice. And that's the type of tackle that Maradona had to endure all the time. Now even worse. Like true. Um, like now <laughs> just to get another fellow. I'd say you'd write <laughs> off as Ronaldinho. Would you? Was he from a different era as well? Write him off. Yeah, you'd say he'd be. You'd have to pull him off after five minutes. Because <laughs> 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 I'll show you a package of his goals just later. Just to clarify, to. I'm not pulling anyone off. Yeah, it's not that kind of Brady. podcast. <laughs> Ronaldinho would possibly not be able to handle the fitness standards of the modern game because mm. he was a party guy. He was an alcoholic, yeah. yeah. He was and arguably, I think it's more of a team game now than it's ever been. Mm. Mm. It's more systems. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, like th- no doubt that Ronaldinho is a technically superb player, was a techn- technically superb player, and his technique would have been uh, world-class regardless of when he would have played the game. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was unreal. In fairness, he had about two or three exceptional seasons with Barcelona, and then he kind of. I think he's the best. I think he's the best highlights package guy ever. Yeah, in my opinion, some if serious you, goals. If you get onto the YouTube, see, I don't know if any of you guys are on YouTube. I'm I've heard of on it. YouTube forward slash Taikiki HG YouTube. Okay, you can get some of uh, Ronaldinho's packages there on your page. <laughs> you can go via my page. You're more than welcome. And for the low price of five euro a month. <laughs> Like, I will show you Ronaldinho goals on my Patreon. For five or If you want, like... Right. Well, anything up to four or five grand a month, but it's up to yourself, whatever Well, you I wouldn't pay like. five grand a month, no, because, like, you could see them... Could you see... Well, I wouldn't, because I could probably <laughs> see them for less, like... And that's yeah. every month, then, is it? Yeah, but I'll do some playful commentary in the background, like... All right, okay. You know. But anyway, to bring it back to uh, Roy Keane, the, and that particular open... Like, you just feel that he kind of won... Can I actually bring it back a tiny bit earlier? Bing, so bring the it all o- the You're losing me. If you go earlier, okay, I'm like 12, I'll, 13 I'll years old. Back. But then I'll come into my own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dip back. And when we get to 2002, I'm you in. won't hear a I'm pipe. In. I'm in. You won't hear a peep out of me. The bleach chair is um, gone. The hand is fixed. So in the first fixture, because I You're remember back watching that. I'm back playing soccer. At home, we went 2-0 up 
against Holland in Holland. Yes. So I think it was almost the first qualifier game and Keane was captain. That's right. And we played Holland off the pitch. And I remember watching it, mad passionate fan. And I'm also the type of guy coming through who I feel like, why can't we compete with the best? Do you know what I mean? Because like mentality seems to be a huge part of it. Like if you look at <coughs> fucking, um, what's his name? The, the Michael O'Neill, is it? The, the North's coach, they're up for the last few years. Mm. Like that's, I, I want anyone to fucking tell me that that Northern Irish squad squ- or North of Ireland squad is stronger than the squad that we had. Mm. And they were consistently qualifying for tournaments. So I think mentality has to be a big part of it. So why I loved Keane so much was he never settled for, and still doesn't settle for, and whatever he does, er, it'll be grand. I think that those words really kind of haunt Irish culture, sport, and politics. Well, Let me finish. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. on. Two nil up at halftime, and we let Holland back to score two goals. I think one of them is like, maybe eight or nine minutes to go mm. and Mick McCarthy is like delirious at the end like well we got a draw in fucking Amsterdam and Roy Keane's like a dog mm. and I think that's sum- that summed him up because we should have won that game in his mind we should have been qualified before that Lansdowne Road showdown mm. and that's why I love him and actually that's why I love you as well which is weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know and I didn't even play in that game do you know what I mean I actually yeah but you look bring it on to 2002 bring it on to 2002 Get him but in. Bef- but just because you touched on it, I think it's very interesting. He was yeah, a, he was back. he was a perfectionist, and he actually he Alex Ferguson said when he was talking to him before all this happened, Raikin had a conversation with him where he said, "I'm going to Japan. I'm going to the World Cup to win the World Cup." Hundred percent. That was his mentality because he was coming up against Vieira all the time, and mm. Vieira was like, you know, on this f- great French team that went on to do great things and had done great things at, yeah. at that period as well. And he was matching himself up, but he was with in his own mind. As we as we all know, and is even kind of a little bit even today, fucking we're you know we're here for the crack anyway, and we'll give it a yeah. lash, and the fans will be passionate. And which would you mind if I just segue? I there would love into for you to segue. Controversial chap over here who's pulling Brady off after five minutes claimed recently that twenty minutes, mate, was was what was going on with Keane actually during the whole Saipan thing. Was he aware that he was in a group of players that were shit? That they weren't going to fucking do anything anyway. He was frustrated with the low standards and he thought to himself, I'll just cause a ruckus here and I'll get the fuck out or dodge. Well, mm. I don't I don't think that here we go. the events in Saipan should be taken in their own microcosm. Because his relationship with McCarthy was kind of volatile going back several years. Correct. Even potentially to when they were players together. So, for me, that was like it was the tip of the iceberg as opposed to being the thing in and of itself. And, okay, you know, he arrived. I, I, I've i listened to his interview. He arrived. The training gear wasn't there. The footballs weren't there. The pitch they were supposed to be playing on was appalling, etc., etc. But I almost feel like... Well, I said this to you on the walk, and, th- and th- this is what precipitated it. It was like, I almost feel like he was looking for some reason that he couldn't play. I know that's very controversial, and I'm, it's almost accusing him of not wanting to represent his country, but I don't think that's the case. But I think he was like, well, I can't win under these conditions. I can't win with McCarthy as manager. I can't win with this level of preparation. You've got lads going out in the piss. It's all a big joke. It's all a big laugh. He even said in, in the interview, um, what's the, R- the RT guy that he did the interview yeah, with? Yeah, Mark... Uh Oh shit! Uh, he was the American correspondent. The Humphreys Mark. was the one he did the interview with um, for Tommy Gorman. Is Tommy Gorman? Talking? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tommy Gorman. Yeah. Even even in the interview with with Tommy Gorman. Mark. Um, I think it's Mark. Sorry, is we're it? done that. Yeah, we're done that part. Are you sure it's not Mark, Mark? Gorman? Mark, no, it's Tommy Gorman. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Mark of the Man. Yeah. I'm thinking of old Gorman from old Gorman's No, sorry, people. I think he actually knows what you're thinking, to be honest. <laughs> and anyway, continue, Don. Well, we've established <laughs> this before. Um, <laughs> so I think in, in the back of his head, it was like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not at United. I don't have Alex Ferguson here. I don't have a meticulous leader who's going to make sure that everything is perfect or everything is the way it needs to be to give us the platform to win. I'm surrounded by people who seemingly aren't interested in perfection, who aren't interested in success, who are just showing up because it's fun or to make up the numbers or whatever. So I think in the back of his head, he's like, I can't win under these circumstances. And And if I can't win, I don't want to play. The reason I bring it up is because I think I actually hadn't heard somebody articulate that. I think it's 
wrong, but I think it's well worth uh, putting out there because it's an interesting starting point on it that I hadn't heard before. Well, I, I, will, I will fire back on you, right, with that because the night before the Tony Humphreys um, interview... The I think it's Mark Humphreys. <laughs> Tony Mark Humphreys, the night before his article... I, it's actually his fault, Tony Humphreys. Mm. Is it's actually his fault that this whole thing happened, because he was doing um and he was doing an interview. Like, what's his name? I've written down here now somewhere with um Paul Kimmage, mm. uh, with Roy Keane and Kim. Uh, it was f- originally Kimmage's interview, and Humphreys said, oh, "You got to let me in on this interview. You got to let me." And he said, "Yeah, no problem, L- but I want my story to come out first. My story is coming out on Saturday." Humphreys said, "Yeah, no problem whatsoever," and um, did the interview with Roy Keane. And that the that following the day of the interview, he rang or he or he rang Roy Keane to just go through. He goes, "This is coming out this evening. I just want to make sure everything's right." And Roy said, "Yeah, yeah." And Roy had been critical of the training ground. He'd been p- all the things that you had said, um, but he said, "Yeah, that's no problem. Put it out." But the night before, he had um, himself and Mick McCarthy had a blazing row, and and Roy said, "That's it. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm walking away. I'm gone. I'm out of here." And there was um kind of eleventh hour meeting between him and Byrne and Alex Ferguson, yeah. And he's he, what's his accountant's name? Fitzgerald is it? Oh yeah. And Mark, I think. M- Mark Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex Garrett Mark Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald <laughs> I think Roy used that pl- <laughs> that threat of "I'm walking here. I'm going here" as as his last throw of the dice, um, to try and inspire greatness because I. To just to go back to you when you were saying that the team wasn't great that team wasn't as bad it wasn't bad at all Damien Duff Robbie Keane Steve Finnan was in his pomp the Richard torna- Dunn the tournament itself proves that they weren't bad yeah because they could have easily stumbled to a semi-final where they would have played South Korea well we two penalties against Spain we yeah. missed one and, and um, played Spain off the pitch played them off the pitch time. Yeah. and like Roy Keane into that team I don't know I just think we well can I just come in on what because I think it's actually really interesting what Don <laughs> says but, but, but Roy Keane is not that type of superstar I don't think he was always a team playing star I don't think he actually thought of himself as like for instance that sound Dom's theory sounds like something that for instance Michael Jordan might have done in basketball yeah where it's like it is about him like I mean I'm not a big bas- basketball guy but having watched the Netflix series it's very clear that it's all about him with Keen, you never got that sense at all it's mm-hmm. all about excellence and he feels like he's bringing his brand of excellence to the people around him. I think M- Man United suited him because Ferguson was also a, an absolutely mental winner. Like, you win at all costs. Ireland didn't suit him, but I feel like he would have been thinking, like, can I drag ex- these guys across the line of excellence? And when it became apparent that it was increasingly difficult to do that, I don't think he threw his toys out of the pram. What I think happened is himself and McCarthy started to have a war of words, and Keane is the type of temperament that the row gets to a certain point where there's no the nari came out back now the nari <laughs> yeah, the nari yeah, came out in him that's yeah. what happened because like um clinton Mar- i was looking on youtube and clinton morrison like wrote down what he said and lads i swear to god if you said it to anyone like, what is what he said like he goes mick you're a liar a fucking wanker i didn't rate you as a player i don't rate you as a manager and i definitely don't rate you as a person you're a fucking wanker and you can stick your world cup up your arse the only reason i have any dealing with you is that you somehow are the manager of my country you can stick it up your bollocks well, once you've said that, you, you can't get back into the fold. You because if you're in McCarthy's position, if you accept somebody back into the group who said that to you, you have yeah. no authority anymore. And actually, that there now is the best bit of evidence I can could think of that your theory isn't correct, in my opinion. Because that well, you can't come back from that. Exactly no. right. You can't you come can't. back from that. Neither side can come back from but that. But I don't think it necessarily goes against my theory in that he has clearly felt this for quite some time. He doesn't rate him as a person. That doesn't happen overnight. Well, it, it all came down to a few things, right? And you, uh, you touched on one earlier. He, he, he accused Roy of feigning injury yeah. and the away leg at, in Iran where we had... A, we, I think we beat them 2-0 at home, was it? And it was, we were going to at least get a nil-all draw over there. And Roy had played in the Premier League the, the week before after being away for four or five weeks. And then a small bit of a, a knock in his knee. But he was all right. Like, But Ferguson said, no, you better stay here. And... Mick McCarthy said, that's grand. But then he accused him of feigning injury. And, like, there's one thing that Roy Keane 
would not do is feign injury. Yeah. And he and he'd say as himself, he, like he played for his country, he's been involved for his country since he's fourteen. Mm. He and then he showed it himself after Saipan. He never played under Mick, but he came back when he was like thirty three or thirty four yeah. to play for Ireland for a year and a half when he probably would have been retiring had he stayed on. He played with Celtic for a year in agony as in well. Like. Yeah. So he's he's like and if you question that man like like integrity is everything to him. Question that in him, I think the red mist came down but and Denari came out in him. But and that's just it. That's what it, because it's a row, though. Mm. I don't think it's there's not. I don't feel it's premeditated. The resentment is brewing a long time. But yeah. That degree of vitriol is a row, and a row actually it's way stronger than a row. I mean, that's they, they could have ended up. They could have ended up getting physical there. Easily. Oh yeah. So if you go to that place, as the reasons we've already highlighted, there's kind of no coming back then. Unfortunately, like, and I still, I still think that he did want it, which is why he gave that subsequent interview with. Tommy Gorman. Uh, Mark, Tommy Gorman. Mark yeah. Tommy Gorman. Uh, I think it's Mark <laughs> Jacobs. Where, you know, it was like, if, if there's some way back, I think it was Keane's way of going, I would love to come back. I wonder, is there any way around this row? Well, he said it. He he said, um, when Tommy Gorman was interviewing him, and he was like, would you go back? He goes, well, you know, it's like, it's the, not the, up the game me, is like on Saturday, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two hours in the plane, I suppose. Do you know, he, yeah. he, didn't, he, he didn't categorically say no, but what he did say... And it was, and I think, in fairness to Mick McCarthy, and I'd be a Roy Keane man all the way, but I actually don't think Mick McCarthy is a bad guy in this no. either. Is like, like there's no way Mick McCarthy could have said could have got him back because of how no. he reacted no. in that room. Um, like, he, yeah, Niall Quinn said that it was like clinical, fierce, earth shattering to the person on the end of it, and it ultimately. Uh, caused a huge controversy in Irish society, and that's uh, what it definitely did. Because even now, like fucking, how many years on? We're f- two years on, are we? When was it played? Yeah, but like all that stuff, bollocks as well. Though, what what years ago? Like it's nearly twenty years gone. It's is nearly this? the twenty year anniversary. Fucking hell! What? What did you think it was? Th- two, that years? was two, two years ago. Wow. Yeah, no, it was. 20. Well, I'd say two things. Right, one is that in that Tommy Gorman interview, I think it's actually it's Mark Gorman. By the way. Sorry, Mark Gorman. It's disgraceful the way he keeps going and what about all the young kids in Ireland that you're letting down yeah, yeah. what about all these letting kids who've, like who've no hope of I and mean surely if anything even right like showed he did like I, I like he got to into him there like well, well what I almost felt like urging Keen to say 20 years later watching it back was well I'm setting an example to those kids to actually stand up for what you believe in and yeah. to not accept things that you don't absolutely believe you should accept yeah. th- that's such an irish thing as well yeah. like i was actually speaking to someone yesterday obviously i can't say who but they were involved in breaking a story in ireland of a significant political story and some people close to them were saying why did you do that why did you do that and the person was saying that it's such a it's such an irish thing it's like there's kind of like chicanery going on at the highest levels <laughs> of Irish society and the general reaction when it's unveiled is like did you really have to do that and I think Keane wanted excellence like he wa- he wa- maybe he did it at the wrong time but he was calling out for the for the good of football this is fucking not up to standard like mm. well, and what he gets back is could you not have let the kids have their big Would day? you not just go over there, say sorry, and, and yeah. you know, duck and down? With it, like. Yeah, it's the way we are. Like, well, you know. okay, I'll pose another question for you, uh, w- w- at risk of being devil's advocate again. Brilliant. If he was really the leader and the guy who could drag a team single-handedly, would he not just put up with the substandard training conditions and just drag them to victory on the pitch? I think he was going to do that. That's my opinion. Then why did he burn his bridge so badly? If he actually wanted to play, but you don't say that. Well, Dom, no, but you're talking about roses if they're ever a rational experience. Like, like I think that that just came not out of nowhere, but like the moment that happened. Like so they it's, had a combination of, it's a combination of him saying that and the article going out. But you see, yeah. Roy, Roy had, had a, a, an argument with Mick the night before where he threatened to walk and then that was all. That was there was peace brokered, and then the following evening, um, Mick calls a team meeting at half seven, brings Roy in. Now Roy is like volatile at the like, and I, I, he doesn't mind me calling him Roy now. To be honest, does he? He doesn't. No, oh. he doesn't. He doesn't know me at all. Do like, you so know him? Why. Do I know Roy? Yeah. <laughs> Do I know? I'm Do you work with him. Like, well, I cleaned. I cleaned his brother's windows once. Wow. Yeah, out in Blarney. Yeah. Show off. Yeah. No, thirty-five euro cash. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, bad. Oh, bad. Oh, bad. Like, I mean, would you show up? Oh, if you were making that kind oh, of bad. cash? Is that all on the book or? Uh, well, do you know yourself now? Like, you know, I can't remember. It was a good few years back. Like, cut all of this out. Will we'll we? say, we'll say it was. We'll say it was. Because um, I'm a big deal in revenue. But I'll be honest about it. Like, it was a 
Honest broker. Like 35 was kind of the, the, the go at the time, but like I, as I got around to the back, he had a little bit of a fucking extension, like, and I was Did like, oh. yeah, I'd normally tack a fiver on for that, like, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd you, leave you a figured, go. You figured, look, he's, he's Keen's yeah. buddy. Or yeah, he's Roy's brother. On, like, he's Roy's brother. Roz there, and I'd be back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he called him into the room and fucking challenged him in front of all the players and called him a liar and said he was feigning injury in all the players. And I think Roy just wasn't able to keep it in. It's and done then. Because I think he was doing that, Dom, until that point. And had Humphreys not brought that article out that uh, and w- had kept his agreement with um, Kimmage, they would have flown to the new place the following day. They would have been there three or four days and by the time his thing had come out, it would have been old news and it would never have happened. So I actually think Tom Humphreys is not... Journalists always want the big story. They want the like, scoop, you know, yeah. So they didn't give a shit that way. Like, But uh, yeah, I just think... Well, sorry, I'm repeating myself now, but like, if you have a row like that, either where, where any of us grew up, if you have a row like that between two like massive alpha males... You might never, they might never speak to each other again. Like, it's such a, so it, it's, that's why I don't think it was premeditated. It was mm. like, oh, fuck. I also think in a row, I've definitely been in a row where I'm just like, I'm not being rational. I'm saying things that I don't mean as well. Mm. Like, I think subsequently, a few years later, they, they when they were both managers, like, they had fucking a bite to eat and stuff. So, I don't know. When it was Wolves and Ipswich like was, or something, was it Sunderland and Ipswich or something yeah. like that? And they shook hands. They were certainly pleasant to each other. So Roy rang them beforehand. I'd, yeah. say, I'd say like a comment like I don't rate you as a person sounds like a man who on this uh, occasion can't punch you yeah. but he's trying to hurt you with words whether he means it or not Yeah, I think it, you know so what do you think Tom? Pr- when presented with that little bit of insight does it change your original thought? Well having having listened to the to the interview with uh, Mark Tommy Gorman um, <laughs> it, it does make me think about it more from Keane's perspective and actually because when I came up with this theory I hadn't actually listened to that interview or I hadn't listened to it <laughs> in a long time I'll be honest I haven't actually seen Keane play <laughs> <laughs> but that interview was epic <laughs> but I do know that he's the top scorer for Ireland no but I'm, I'm trying to put myself I'm trying to put myself in his shoes going okay if I was over there and I'm you know like Keane I think the devil is in the detail you know, you, you win the game before you ever step on the pitch in terms of your preparation. And if I saw we're training in a car park, we don't have any footballs, we don't have any training gear, I wouldn't be happy either. Yeah. Now, like I probably no wouldn't have... Like, I don't care even if it was supposed to be a bit of R&R, but having no footballs is Well, all bloody the suits ludicrous. up in a different part of the flight as well mm-hmm. would wreck his head, like, you know, and I think that like all that stuff changed in the next few years as well, so he did he did bring about change, like... But I suppose it comes down to the question then, right? And this is just a hypothetical question. Like, had, like, we we are all at full of admiration for how he stood up for himself. But if we could go back two years ago to when this game was on, right? <laughs> okay. And this but match, well, well, and, and you could make his mind up yeah. for him, Dom, right? You could, and you could make his mind up for him, and he didn't have the power of that. You could personally make his mind up for him, considering everything that was at stake, and considering where we could have gone. Because I personally think we could have re- gone further than the quarterfinals. I totally agree. Qua- and I, uh, who knows? Because didn't South Korea get to the semi-final that year? We would have been playing South Korea, potentially. In the semi-final. Like, and I know they would... like, But if you could go back, you could change his mind. I, I have so much admiration for him for what he did. I, I, you know, and I'm on his side 100% in this particular conversation. But ha- if, if, if I'm reversing the question... I'll answer the question first myself. I would have said, fucking bite your lip, man. Play the World Cup. Make these changes afterwards. Let's see what we can do here. Well, that's that's the kind of patriotic argument. It probably I is. don't care who the manager is. I don't care how bad the training facilities are. I'm going to represent my country at the World Cup. Yeah. But if he felt like I can't win given these circumstances because if we can't prepare properly, which is my secret to success, we're not going to win and therefore I don't want to play. I just think as well, like, there's there's nothing rational about a row. So I think he was doing all the stuff that you're saying mm. for years. Yeah. The moment that they went 2-0 up against Holland and fucked it away and McCarthy's slapping people's backs. He's thinking, can I cope with this guy? Yeah. But he actually did it until there was a moment where you say something, I say something. And again, I just think a man with that type of temperament, pride is the dominant emotion. Yeah. And He's he, never he ever insulted his... his, his uh, yeah, he fucking 
called called his character into 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 contest. Like you know, when you when you say to a man like Raikin that you feigned injury, and the man would have been playing through so much pain all through his career, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I just, but I, but I, it's still, it's still the question. I just want to, like, if you were in charge of his mind, would you have still done what he did? Do you think, or would you have tried to keep your? And I know that I, I know obviously that your argument about the, the, the fight and the red mist, it's, it's impossible. But like, if oh, I would have given anything for him to play. Yeah. And if you could put back the hands of time, you could actually make the argument to him if you can just somehow kind of roll back a little bit here play the tournament be the star that you are mm. and lead this team to a semi-final which was like it's not laughable like you can look at the fixtures it was doable like mm. they could have fucking went further well, like then come back and do your RTE interview with Pat Kenny and go thanks for this great reception we're after getting no let me tell you what it was like in the build up it yeah. was fucking hell yeah. there was no balls was this that and the other and then the public would be like this guy not only did it on the pitch, but now he's actually shedding a light on under why we never usually have this level of... So he could have had both, is what I'm saying, in a long-winded way, but actually all he did was he went for a kind of a scorched-earth approach that I totally understand, but it is very regrettable. Mm. In a Mickey Mouse World Cup, we could have been Minnie Mouse. And, like, it's just history all... The hi- like, you just see the in the history books, we're going out in penalties to Spain, and I said at the start, like, he was our top scorer in the qualifiers. Mm. He was in his pomp playing for United... He was just turned 30. Like, that fuck. was a ropey Spanish team as well. Ropey Spanish. Mendieta got the, the penalty and he was Mindy a very... Mendieta was one their stars. Like, he was yeah. playing with Burrow, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah. Dom, I want the answer to that question. You're in Roy Keane's head. You're in charge of his decision. From your point of view, do you... Black Rock, lad. Do you stick... Well, I've, What's I've, he doing in Roy's I'm head? I'm telling you, he's... He's in there. Roy's got an, his Roy's hair Black is dyed blonde. Black is not as cushy as you think it is. Roy's Tyke. hair is sparkling blonde from being out in the sun all day. <laughs> What's Ro- that name of that product? Uh, again? Sun in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it, if it exists anymore. And there were actually two strengths of it. There was the stronger one and the milder Stop. one. Stop. Yeah. Why is extra strong sun now in there? And it ultimately made my hair go kind of ginger. Oh no. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Not ideal. Bloody if, sun in. If I was in Roy's position, what would I have done? Um. Taking note, this is a couple of years ago, so things have moved yeah. down small, but like... For me or for him? Well, I'd I suppose for everyone. Time True. doesn't stand still for any man. Doesn't well, it? <laughs> for anyone at all. <laughs> well, if you'd asked me maybe five or six years ago, I would have said, no, suck it up and do it out in the pitch for your country. Okay. But the fact that his character was called into question by his manager, I think he was almost morally obliged to do what he did. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if he would have been able to look himself in the eye in the mirror if he had gone, if he'd swallowed his pride and said, okay, you're the gaffer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing for sure. He doesn't regret it. He I does. I bet you anything that he doesn't regret it. He does. Where d- when did well, Khan's looked in his brother's windows. So. December 2013, in an in in a, in a ITV4 documentary, he admitted his regret at missing the 2002 World Cup, saying that he should have put his personal issues to one side for his country. No way. Yeah. I didn't know I that. couldn't believe it when I saw that, man. Wow. I was actually... I actually had more admiration for him because I know at the time, wow. my at the time I was like, yeah, he's dead right. He's fucking dead right. He doesn't tend to U-turn like that's yeah. well. He, he he has. I mean, he even he said it there. I was watching an interview of his with Kevin Kilban, and he was like, uh, if if I ever become a pundit, shoot me in the head or yeah. something yeah, like well that. I've heard that one, yeah. yeah, and and he has U-turned on that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. he's a good he's pundit. He's a bit but of a fucking U-turn merchant, isn't he? Yeah. In the interview with Kilban, he's like, sure, I say a lot of stuff. Stop. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm but shocked at that quote. That's, that's mad. I that's can't wait fact. to see that. Yeah, that's a I, fact. I'm, I'm in a way glad to be wrong there now as well because that, that yeah. is nice marking a man. I think. Yeah. But I, I, I will say when I was watching the, 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 the Mark Tony Humphreys interview, <laughs> right at the very uh, Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony, sorry, Mark Anthony interview, uh, Humphreys. Check it out on Tyke's <laughs> Patreon. Um, <laughs> you'll get some Ronaldinho. You get it for videos. five quid. If you give him five quid, you get the well interview. We'll like the Ronaldinho classics though. as well. I'll take a lot more. Right at the end of that interview. <laughs> <laughs> when he brings out the kids of Ireland uh, that you were talking about, and they all came out, kind of thing. You could just see, uh, like, and he's always been this, like, like vitriolic, hard man, yeah. shaven head, angry north side footballer who we all fucking our delight came from our county, you know. But you could just see a softening and a kind of, um, I don't know, just see it in his eyes, or you could just see it in his demeanor 
a little softening when he said that and just even a tinge of regret that belied what he was saying at the time. Mm. Um, and I felt a little bit sorry for him and I, and I know he'd hate that. He'd hate to have anyone have a Well, I'll, I'll just push back against something you said there. Like this idea of him being kind of like the madman, the crazy guy, the guy who's screaming and shouting at everyone all the time. I don't think he ever said that now just to be fair to the guy. Were you kind of implying that though, Con? Well, he did say that. No, no, you. I'm did talking. I say that? Did you? Say <laughs> I said. You I definitely said it. Yeah. Well, well like you're you're the only one image. we can hope to did know what you're talking about. He had this image when he's Crazy. on a football field of being, you know, fearless, aggressive. Okay. A bit of a psycho, one a might even say. Yeah. Almost a bit of a psycho. And, and he he admitted to saying that was a character that he sat into, and utilized to create fear in the opponent. But like. off the field. He was quite a different character. Well, he yeah. was very popular, which yeah. is something mm. that I didn't understand. It's like the United players loved him, mm. other than a few exceptions, uh, guys who he kind of probably correctly called out for being yeah. more interested in, um, you know, photo shoots and things than anything else. Mm. But that's certainly a myth that he's like, he even said it in his interview with Kilban. It was like, people think I'm a kind of like this loner guy yeah. or this guy who's just like mm. isolating himself. Not the case at all. I think that's down to the media usually like to put players in certain categories like say Clinton Morrison's cheeky chappy like Jason McAteer this guy's a bit like this Keane wouldn't allow himself to be put into any category like so when they didn't fit any mold it was like actually he's a bit strange and he's like a bit crazy kind of thing you know I think it's an RT thing more than anything else to be honest mm. but what I'd like to say there now is uh, because I presume we're kind of coming to the well end yeah, is that what's interesting about that though if you look back on it which I did recently enough is that um, it feels like one of those things that's just an Irish thing you know that like we're after getting bogged down in this kind of really quite straightforward thing that's not really a big thing at all but actually that wasn't the case that it was world news like it was the biggest event in the world cup in the build-up to it and Roy Keane was genuinely one of the most influential footballers on the planet in that period like like even if you listen to like greats of that era now who's your like who's your toughest opponent who was the best midfielder like and all that United team they're just wax lyrically about Roy mm. you know that he could play ball as well you know on top of uh, on top of everything else I love Roy Keane more than anything in the world. But I will throw out one thing that I thought was interesting when I watched the Alex Ferguson documentary on Netflix recently is that when it all came to the end, like Ferguson is a, like, I'm not fucking no Man United fan, as you know, but like Ferguson is just so venerable. Like everything he says and does, you, it's just a winner. And he got to a point with Roy Keane where he was like, I kind of need to shoot this guy in the head. And it seems like that was a thread with him mm. like it's a similar kind of thing not exactly the same set of circumstances obviously but but McCarthy found out maybe the harder way with Ferguson dealt with it a lot better but it was ultimately the same result which is like this guy who was on my team for a long time and won me great stuff like McCarthy and him no I can't control him anymore and I why, have to shoot him in the head why is that an inevitability with Keane because I was going to talk about that as mm. well I like wonder. That's well, it. I wonder if Alex Ferguson was in charge of Ireland, would that have happened at all? I don't think it would have happened. I don't. I don't. But I think Ferguson. Out, sh con. But he shot him in the head when he was when he went lame. You know, when he wasn't as useful to him. Whereas he was, and he's absolute pomp with Mick McCarthy. I, yeah, but I, he was a toxic influence in the dressing room. That's why Ferguson got rid of him. Not yeah. that he wasn't like Ferguson. If he was playing ball with Ferguson, he would have got another eighteen months out of a minimum. Well, Played the crucial the center back. I think the crucial work. element, and Ferguson mentions it in that talk uh, he gives to the London Business School, it's about control. Mm. And anybody who challenges his control, they're out. Mm. For instance, he talked about Cantona Kung Fu kicking the Crystal Palace supporter. And the interviewer was like, well, why didn't you get rid of Cantona after that? Because a lot of managers would. And he said, well, Eric, you know, he needed a different kind of treatment there. But I think it's because there was no challenge to his control. No. Cantona kind of lost his head and Didn't kicked a guy in the crowd. Like. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Keane publicly called out his teammates and probably the structure of the club on air. And that's why I'm just wondering, and to go against something that I've ad been adamant about, is there an element of it being more about Keane than meets the eye? Like, Because when it started to go so United, is it like Keane losing his sense of control? He's not the influential player he was, and suddenly like this club is a disgrace now around him, that these things aren't being run the way I want at all. And then a couple of months later, he's gone, he's out. And, you know, just, I just thought it was interesting that Ferguson had the similar experience that McCarthy had. I almost feel like with somebody who's got pride clearly as strong as Keane does, you can't go out of something softly. No. It has to be a bust up. It has yeah. to be like, well, they've challenged me and now I'm leaving. Mm. Or it can't just be like, well, look, we tried. It's now gone. It's it's now gone a bit south. Let's yeah. just shake hands and walk away. I don't think he's that type of character. Mm. 
Can I say one more quick thing? And uh, if I'll anyone's interested, you could right? have a look at the season that he does play with Celtic, which he doesn't feature that much, but he features in a 1-0 win against Rangers. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube where he just dominates the whole game and he's just so classy. And it's one of his last, I think, great games where he's just sitting into the midfield and he just runs the whole game on his own. Like, it's pretty impressive. You'll find stuff. it on Tyke's Patreon. And I was just going to say, Patreon? And for, I think, I mean, I'll take 10, 20 euro a month okay. to just tee that up on so YouTube. you're getting Ronaldinho, you're getting Roy Keane with Celtic. Yeah. And some of Brady's clips as well, I think. Is there some of Brady's clips in there? I haven't added them in, but if there's a demand there for them, I know, like, for instance, Dom, you've... Yeah, I, you've haven't, I haven't seen yeah. much. I, I, sorry, guys, I put my hand up there just in case... Yeah, you're wondering. Um, well, Con, I'll say one more thing too, and and that's I think generally these podcasts featuring the two of us would probably be a bit more interesting if I don't do as much homework, because therefore my kind of outlandish claims I'm actually backing them up. Whereas this time before the podcast, I was like, well, I'd better look up what I'm what yeah, claim I'm making yeah. here. Looked it up, realized that it was quite out there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it resulted in a very civil <laughs> podcast that, that had no kind of heated moments of Yet debate. Yet again, research has proved to be totally redundant. It's, <laughs> and it's, it's actually counterproductive. Yeah. It makes for poor podcasts. Well, we, we were never going to have three cork lads all like we're all obviously soccer fans, football fans. And, you know, we're from that era. Like... Well, that's the thing smacks. in Ireland. I've taken smacks and Roy Keane arguments over the years, like but literally smacks into the head. Like this is the thing: we're from the we're from the the, the mothership, right in the heart of uh, of where Roy comes from. We're obviously going to have rose tinted glasses on, but it's like this: it's like civil war politics. Like it's you know, you go up the country, and there are people who are absolutely as adamant as the next person that Mick McCarthy was well in, in, within his rights. And like Steve Staunton and Niall Quinn stood up for him at the time. Players revolted and, and, t- and people took sides. But then like you had people coming to Roy Keane's door that night. Um, Ian Hart. Washing his windows. Connolly, yeah. They did a great job as well. You yeah, know. That's did the frames. 35 they washed the low sills and they washed the doors, the glass and the non-glass Glenn doors. Glenn Hansard was there. Glenn Hansard was there, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. He was busking outside, yeah. <laughs> and so I got, I just kind of <laughs> kept him along because I'd work a lot faster. Right, he right, was like right. singing. What was he singing again? He had some great, yeah, no, I can't I remember. Guess, yeah. How much did he make out of it? <laughs> he was just there for the, the old dolls. Oh. <laughs> 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 we'll cut all this out, will we? Okay. Um, Lads, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. It was, uh, it was. <laughs> and uh, did anyone see a controversial comment about Glenn Hanser coming at the end of this? I podcast? certainly didn't. I, I certainly didn't see the carry-on gag opportunity, and I certainly didn't see that bit of slander. I thought, I thought Glenn, Glenn Hoddle maybe, but that? Glenn Hanser no. He likes no old dolls. Look, we all like old dolls, and actually on that topic, I don't have enough old dolls on my Patreon, so it's patreon.com forward slash old dolls. Um, five quid a month so Dominic <laughs> is on Twitter and Instagram at Dominic underscore Mikhail Tyg is on Twitter and Instagram at Tykiki watch your Patreon again forward slash Tykiki on oh, and Patreon as oh well. here we go and do genuinely check it out because it's, um, it's oh class. it could be good it could be good it's absolutely class I'm Comedian Con on Twitter and Cornelius the Comics on Instagram and uh, lads thanks a million we'll see you later good luck bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.